Have you noticed how much things have changed since you became a mum? Do you feel as though you're the only one struggling to adjust to this new norm? Can you no longer see clearly the things that felt so transparent before? Well friend, you are not alone, and we are here to invite you into our mummy village so that you always have somewhere to turn and a place where you belong. Together, we will try and bring to light the common struggles of the modern Orthodox mama and delve into scripture in the hope of navigating through all of our doubts on this new and exciting journey. So come as you are and open your heart and mind to embrace the transformation God has in store for you. Hello, everyone. Um, Mommy's back for the second season. No, the second episode this year. Um, today is uh, an important episode. We are jumping right in 2022 and covering a new series um, that we've tried to plan out since we actually started the podcast. So this series um, will cover essentially all things love after kids um, and you'll find out what each topic is each with each episode. But today we're very, very, very fortunate to have Yoli and that's Yolanda short Yoli short for Yolanda. Um, so she, if you don't know her, um, she's just an all-time legend at St Mark's in Sydney. Um, she's a mum of four. She's a teacher. Uh, she's basically the all-knowing Yoli, as all of us know her. Um, and today we're going to try and talk about or at least cover the importance of community. So loving our family and friends after kids um, and how to nurture you know, a healthy sense of community within our families and for ourselves as well. And is it even important? Why do we need to, you know, um, talk about it and actually have it in our, on our minds? Um, so that's what we're going to try and cover today. Um, as always, it, you know, you can always reach out to us and we'll cover all that in at the end of the episode, how you can get to us. Um, but you specifically for community, we'll try and answer some questions on social media after the episode has been released. Um, so feel free to, you know, pop, pop in our DMs. That sounds so young. Um, mm-hmm. And send us a question or a comment. Um, so that's today in a very long nutshell. So Yoli, hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for coming on. Um, I did forget to mention, obviously, Marette, Marina, we're both here. Hello. <laughs> yeah, right into that trap. <laughs> um, so I guess just before we um, hand it all over to Yoli and start asking her some hard questions, uh, Marina, what do you think or what would you say your experience or lack of experience with community um, has been since you became a mum? Did you find that you, I guess, felt like you had a community before or after? If so, what changed and how? Um, I was thinking about it actually in preparation for this and it definitely changes. Um, I think naturally the people that you're all like the the type of community that you're involved with will shift a little bit and that's just that is natural um it's not to say that you you know lose touch with the communities that you were part of beforehand but the degree of involvement that they have in your life and the way that they're involved in your life 
look very different and you definitely become part of a different community. Um, and I don't mean that in a, I think that was something that I was always really kind of conscious of. Like I don't want to lose my friendships. I don't want to lose the connections that I have. I still want to be me. And for me, a big part of who I was were the people that I knew and or the people that I still know and, mm. and loved. Um, but the thing that happens when you have kids is that or what I found is that you are just automatically like pulled into this community of other people who have kids mm. um, and that is honestly the most universal thing that I've found I think as soon as I find out somebody else has children it gives me a instant connection with them um, like it doesn't even take time. You already, there's like this baseline understanding um, that, you know, we're all in the same struggle. We're all in the same, like we're all experiencing the same thing um, in different ways, of course, but but the, the core of it is the same. Mm. Um, and so, yes, things definitely changed. Um, my community's expanded um, and it was definitely a lot harder to try and maintain older relationships, I think, um, but it's not to say that it can't be done. And for me, that was a really, really important thing was working on those relationships and, and maintaining them, but also allowing yourself to find comfort in your new community and allowing myself to, um, to share in that and to kind of feel the support that I could get from there, which is it's really hard to find um, mm. elsewhere. I think the, the thing that really drove home to me, like just how much parenting um, pulls you into this community was like was actually when I went back to work more than anything else because I remember when I went back to work after I became a parent, I'd chat with other parents and then I realised how much my advice had changed like from pre pre having kids to post mm -hmm. and one of the biggest things that I said was like oh my goodness like <laughs> what was I saying to these people beforehand <laughs> and it's just because you're not part of it right like you're not mm -hmm. in that it's not um so it, it really really changed things for me <laughs> mm -hmm. and that was my like aha moment oh my goodness this is what happens when you have kids mm -hmm. yeah medical advice definitely changes <laughs> Once you know they're a mom. I remember once actually in emergency, it was the end of a night shift. So it was like 7.50. I'm supposed to finish at 8. I don't pick up any patients after 7 because I'm like, that's the morning people's problem. And we had cleared the board. I had no patients. And this mum rocks up with her baby at 7.50. I'm like, nah, nah, not going to take her. Nah, not my patient, not my problem, morning, morning stuff. I just felt so guilty. I felt so guilty. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, how long is it going to take? She looks fine. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with the baby. She would have gone to Peach. She's in my section. So, like, I picked her up and that consult took me an hour and a half. And so I didn't get home till much later. Um, and she only came, she came in, not only, I, I obviously understand now, but she came in because she was just anxious. Um, and really she just wanted someone to talk to. 
Mm. I let her talk, but the whole time I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I pick this patient up? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go home late. I the entire time. So I just remember like thinking, she just wants to talk. That's fine, I don't have to listen. I can complain in my mind, that's okay. <laughs> but it was a completely wasted opportunity. And once I became a mum, I'm like, oh, I I wish I had used that time better. <laughs> like I completely let it go to waste um but yeah it changed <laughs> so mm-hmm. I wish I yeah. could go back and fix myself <laughs> but I can't yeah. uh, and unfortunately I hadn't I haven't had another anxious mum come in just wanting to talk for me to rectify that situation but anyway yeah I completely agree <laughs> mm-hmm. I completely agree with the circle of friends that we're just almost we've got like this gravitational pull towards once we become parents Mm. Um, and it no longer becomes about my interests and my um you know what I get out of this friendship it becomes about what will my kids get out of this friendship and Mm. how will these friends serve my children Mm. um so yeah I completely I I completely agree with that I think it really resonates with me because that's essentially what once it changes right like these kids come into your world they become your world and it's like you just become obsessed with making their life the life that it's meant to be if that makes any sense so like automatically as mums you all know like our desires can sometimes be put on the back burner and we kind of neglect not neglect but we kind of put a pin in our old interests and our, our identity, um, in air quotes, and we shift our focus completely to how we can better their experience in this world. How can I make your experience growing up in my world better? How can it be fruitful? Um, and so the friends we keep play a massive role, as well as you know the family that we have around. So that, you know, you become quite, um, yeah, focused on essentially the kids rather than ourselves, which is very different to how we are before we're mums, right? Like the only thing you think of is who am I going to have a good chat with over coffee? Like, oh, this conversation is always ends really abruptly. That's not going to be a good coffee date. And you always kind of think who can I do what activities with? for me like what do I like to do um so yeah that definitely changes once you become a mum for sure but Mm. I think the other thing is we I I know I fall into it a lot um is that we almost I don't know how to put it but we we don't desire community as much even though we need it more so I found because I was so protective and I was so specific about the friends I kept, my friend circle got smaller and smaller and my my desire to go out and invite people in and just involve myself with certain activities, certain services, certain groups of people, that desire kind of went away. Um, even though... I find that as mums, we need that community more than we did before. We need it for 
our, you know, physical and mental health as well as, you know, the nourishment of ourselves and our family. So we need that sense of community. But I, I, I'm hoping we can kind of talk about this a bit more this episode, but how do you then go from being so isolated or choosing to be isolated and then rediscovering the importance of community and putting ourselves out there again? Because um, I find that I, I think that that's a trap a lot of mums fall into and not only mums, families um you know you become this bubble like it's just me and my family and yes that's really important but we also need a a community around us a village um so I, i yeah how do we get out of that and rediscover that importance of community for us and our families and moving forward how do we then you know if i've isolated so many people how do i then you know break free of that and try and find my community again Mm. Yeah. Yoli. <laughs> I think a lot of I'm, I'm taking it all in. A lot of what you said <laughs> you have um has resonated with me, maybe a little bit differently. Um, like you mentioned, Maria, at the start, I think, you know, um soon after marriage, you're you're redefining your friendships in terms of what does this have to offer me and my husband? Mm-hmm. Um and uh, how much you know, pleasure and joy will this give us as a couple by spending time with these other people? Um, and then the minute that child enters into your life, the shift is instant. Who is going to help me look after this child that I have no idea what to do with? Um, and I wouldn't say that I myself tried to um, isolate myself. I just really struggled to find, I guess, um, people who without judgment were able to support me and understand me and help me learn and grow. Um, Particularly at work, I think returning back to work was a big eye-opener to me. All of a sudden, I was so much more emotional. You know, I'm a teacher, so my dealings with, just like you said, your dealings with your patients have changed. So did my dealings with my students, Um, my interactions with other staff members, uh, comments that they would offer me in terms of anything from why did you return back to work to um, why aren't you back full time to don't you think it's better to be with the kids to don't you think it's better for them to be at daycare and then I, I just I, I could not figure out what I needed um, and that was the struggle particularly when I had my first and then maybe even into my second um, so it it took me quite a number of years to re-establish new relationships that were non-judgmental, that were raising me up um, and supporting my desires for my kids and me figuring out what those desires were to begin with. Mm. You don't know what you want for your children. All Mm. you know is you love them so much, but what do they need? What Mm. do I have to offer? I'm falling short. I feel like I'm not doing it right. I need to find a group of people, a group of women in particular, that can help me reassess and decide what my kids need and then support me through that journey. Mm. Work was not that place for me. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm blessed to say that I I feel like I'm getting closer to that now. Mm. Why do you guys think community is so important? Why do we need to have an episode about it? 
it's like it's part of who we are as human mm. beings like we're not created to live alone like we're mm. created for fellowship we're created for relationships and mm. like relationships are one way that god expresses his love to us and helps us understand his love like it's mm. it's like by definition like like our our lives with god are a relationship and mm. sometimes that's very hard i think for us as human beings like limited in our physical bodies here to understand and so he gives us mm. other people and our interactions with other people to kind of get like a little taste mm. when when things work out correctly mm. um and even when they don't because there's always learning opportunities there about you know his mercy and his forgiveness and and all of that but i think that's like for me that's the biggest thing is that we're not we are not created to live independently and alone mm. we're not meant mm. to do this alone like mm. you need we need that support we crave that support like when mm. you think of like maslow's hierarchy of needs like that's mm. quite high up there like having mm. having those um relationships and our need for love like that's that's a massive part of it mm. um so i think you can't you can't ignore that part of yourself or of mm. your of your life because it's mm. it's what God's intention was for our lives. Mm. And I think you experience so much doubt and need so much reassurance as a mom. Mm. And to find a group of women that are able to raise you up and offer that love, offer that reassurance, make you feel okay <laughs> when you've had it really hard. And you can then return back to your home, to your family and be okay and function okay that night. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's funny what you mentioned, Rena. They, I had recently been asked to give a talk on loneliness, which is so funny because I don't remember feeling alone. Like it's been quite a few years. And I actually <laughs> <played> loneliness. <laughs> um, um, but you know, I, I was looking up a few verses, and something I came across was um, in Genesis when God saw Adam, and he he didn't want him to be alone. And I thought, but Adam wasn't alone. He had God. He had the best mm -hmm. friend that he could ever need. But God in his compassion saw Adam and thought, no, he needs one of his own. Mm -hmm. And I think as mums, we need one of our own, two of our own, 12 of our own, <laughs> depending on that, mm -hmm. just to connect um, at a human level, at an honest level. Mm -hmm. um, and to, you know, if we go into these relationships, purely looking out for them and their needs, and they do the same for us, then what a community we have, you know. Um, and actually in preparation for this, I came across um, a verse in 1 John. Didn't write it down. Um, <laughs> but it, it says, you know, if you walk in the light, you'll have fellowship with one another. It's almost like it goes hand in hand. Like mm -hmm. if you're on your walk with God, you will have fellowship with one another. Like mm -hmm. that is it's almost like a sign, like where, mm. how's my community going? How's my mm. fellowship going? Oh, my walk with God might not be where I want it to be. Mm -hmm. um, and I just found that really interesting. He doesn't separate the two. He puts no. them in the one sentence. Yeah. Like, but mm -hmm. if you walk in the light, you'll have fellowship with one another. It, it, it comes hand in hand. Mm. Um, and I, that was an eye-opener for me because I've never thought about, you know, community was or friends, you know, people around me, it's, it's nice it's mm. something that obviously i crave from time to time and i want you know having other people who get me and 
know what I'm going through. Mm. That just, it, it obviously makes makes all the difference. Mm. But I don't think I, me personally, I don't think I invested as much love as I could have in a lot of my friendships because I didn't think of community as being that necessary. It's almost mm. like something nice that we have here while we're on earth and of course in heaven but like it it just didn't strike me as something that i need in order to better my work my my walk with god mm-hmm. and so that verse really hit home for me because i'm like i really need to look at my friendships look at my circle look at the people in my village mm-hmm. and i really need to make investments i need to mm-hmm. put in the work mm-hmm. and and make an effort um, if I really want to walk that walk with God and make it count, these people are on the walk with me and I can learn so much from them and I need to then pour out myself a little bit more mm. so that I can really appreciate mm. the beauty that we can find um, in a community of like-minded people. Mm. You know, though, Marit, like on that, like where you were saying you might not be it's like you didn't recognize the need for Mm. me one of the biggest things was I actually remember being at a point where I just and I still have my moments now but where you just feel like you don't have the capacity for that like you're just so like snowed under by everything you have to do it's just so hard to think about making the time for that coffee or the time to go to that meeting all the time to like call somebody or text somebody and see how they're going and that, I think for me, that was the thing that changed the most because for me, I'm quite, like, I think I'm quite a social person. Like, I like mm. to catch up with people and chat and, like, that's very much part of who I am. But after I had kids, I just felt like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm struggling to keep this little person alive. Mm. Like, mm. I cannot, I, I cannot at this point, like, make the time to go and see somebody or mm. the effort that it's going to take to make that effort or that I I push myself I'm like oh, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> like what was it that was stopping me um and I've never never ever regretted it ever every single time I just I'm just so thankful that I've I've done that um but I guess you know I think that that's a really hard thing to come to terms with and like how do you overcome that I don't know I think it's always been God's grace every time but maybe mm. you guys have some pointers like how do I how do I make my or involve myself in my community when I might not necessarily have that to drive mm. or desire mm. um I think then what I've learned for myself is that I need I've had to shift my mindset and think to myself, there are mums out there that need me mm-hmm. um, in whatever capacity that I have to offer. And if you shift yourself from saying, I don't have the time to to spend time with person X, Y, and Z, I've just learned to say to myself, this person needs me now and the more that I can give of myself to them the more I can receive from the Lord's cup 
if you know what I mean. Um, and I think that shift in mindset for me was very important because um, I found just uh, particularly uh, with this mother's meeting that we have at St. Mark's Church, um, uh, uh, God has really put a, a number of women in that group that have opened my eyes to uh, how selfish I can be <laughs> and um, how much I was looking to gain from these relationships. And what he is teaching me um, is that the more that I have to offer his children in terms of their needs, in terms of their struggles and their battles, the more that I am gaining from that and the better lessons that I have to teach my own children. And that shift all of a sudden helps you realise that when I leave myself at the door and I come in and offer myself to this person, my relationship with God really solidifies because you see the needs of others that are so great and it helps you really put things in perspective um, um, of just uh, how blessed we are and how much, therefore, of a responsibility then we have to serve our fellow mum who may not have, um, you know, somebody checking up on her every now and then, who, who people generally don't have time for her. And I think, well, God, you need to make me that person. I don't have time. I am very busy. I'm very tired. The, <laughs> the food is not being cooked. I've bought all this gourmet stuff that rots in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> up in the bin. I've looked at that zucchini multiple times this week and it's not getting cooked. But what is more important is this woman or these women or this group need me now and I know that you will um, fill in the gaps. And you, you, you realise just how much he is there and offering and strengthening and supporting and giving you what you need to give to others. And much more than I gained from that relationship. It is ultimately still selfish because I go away feeling, thank you, God. I've learned mm. about you. I've been able to support this woman by your grace. Send me the next one kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he does and he will again and again. So. Mm. Um, I'm reading a book at the moment by Jenny Allen called Find Your People. Um, and she basically talks about the importance of community and she gives practical steps on how to foster your own community. Um, and so she, you know, she makes it really practical. Um, we're all very busy. We all have really full schedules. And she says by, she just says, you know, start off by noticing what's right in front of you or who is right in front of you. What is your schedule look like? Where are you on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays? When are you meeting people? And you find that your schedule, you know, you've got you've got work, maybe you've got a virtual meeting or an in-person meeting, maybe you've got service, you've got a ministry that you attend in person, you go to a family gathering, you're surrounded by people. So she asks, you know, who do you regularly interact with and who out of those people do you see yourself investing time in or you know, able to invest time in? Um, who do you have things in common with? And that's a good starting point, um, even for the introvert and the one that's a bit anxious socially and doesn't really know where to start, just start with what's right in front of you 
And then it takes a bit more courage, but the next step is putting yourself out there. And Abuna Anthony kind of speaks about um, the same three things in one of his sermons on um, community. And he says, the first step is opening your door. So Mm. open your door to others. And he talks about, I remember he told a story about how they threw a neighbourhood party and they even Mm. had college kids who were a little bit shady (laughs) come and enjoy the neighbourhood party. They had food, they had games, and nobody left for ages. And they kind Mm. of had to take the food away for people to to leave (laughs) Um, so the first step is opening your door Mm. the second step is um taking your socks off so putting again putting yourself out there being a little Mm -hmm. more open and vulnerable with people people Mm. don't want the rosy stuff people don't want to hear i'm fine when you're really not and then Mm. drowning Mm. Um, people want to know basically want to know it as it is Mm. um and actually, I had a call yesterday night from one of the servants at church, really random. And he, he, you know, I'm like, oh, hi, it's so good to hear your voice. I haven't heard it in a really long time. He's like, how are you? I'm like, fine, we're all great. He's like, no, you're not. Tell me the truth. And I'm like, oh, I really appreciated that because nobody really calls you out on those lies. Um, but, yeah, the second step is, you know, take your socks off, be vulnerable with people. Don't, don't hide or shy away from honest raw truths that might actually cultivate that friendship and make Mm. that person feel comfortable Mm. and the third one is rolling up your sleeves Um, so he says get into ministry together serve together Mm. and that's where we meet God that's where we meet each other Mm. in the light of God Mm. Um, so in the ministry that's when our friendships really can can grow and flourish and you know serve a greater good essentially um and be the friendships that god intended for us mm-hmm. uh, so you know they were all really nice practical steps that i thought for someone who might be struggling or might not feel like they've got a community or a village at the moment these mm-hmm. might be good starting points mm-hmm. um but yeah like i i agree you know with, with what you said marina i think you said you you felt like you didn't have capacity after being a mum and I, I I really felt that and I think you get to a point where I think I was so obsessed with doing things a certain way and mm. if people weren't lining up with my certain way it was like oh, oh x can't hang out with you anymore um, and it made it really hard and I felt like that that lack of capacity because I was just so exhausted and so mentally drained and um you know, going through everything that I went through as an, you know, as a new mum, mm. I, I, I had, I had nothing left to give anyone mm. else. And at that mm. point, I had really hoped people would just, you know, barge in. And it never happened. It did rely on me. But I really felt, I really felt that lack of capacity. Um, but would you have received it, Marette, if somebody had barged in? Do you think you were ready to accept that? that's a good question (laughs) I don't know if I would have recognized it at that point to be honest Um, and I felt like some people um, some people did barge in and they stayed Marina Mm -hmm. Um, and you know a couple of others five years Um, later (laughs) yeah but like uh, most of the time I don't think the barging was you know forceful enough and I, I find like I'm I'm very forceful because of the experience I went through like mm-hmm. if someone was like oh how are you feeling I was like, oh not so great and then they kind of shy away from anything else they kind of don't want to know the hard stuff 
Mm. They don't, I don't, they don't really want to be invested in that because maybe they've got their own things going on. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of us, you know, these friendships, these relationships might actually come to a stop because we think, well, I've got so much going on. I am burdened by so much. I can't possibly take on this other burden. But we're called to carry each other's burdens. So for me, you know, again, I don't know what the balance is. I don't know, you know, how to find that. And um, it, it just, yeah, it, it takes I, I, it takes a, a lot of prayer to be that barging person and persist with your barging. Um, mm. But I, I think we really need to be, we need to start being honest in our friendships. And I, preparing for this this episode, I really questioned my relationship with my friends and I'm like are they really honest relationships would I sit this person down and say really what do you need from me or am I too scared to know the answer um and I think that's what a lot of us are missing like we've got these friendships we've got Mm -hmm. someone that we can do this with we've got someone who can look after our kids we've got someone who cooks for us when we need to we've got all these people that are supporting us but really who's looking after our hearts Mm -hmm. um I think that's the, that's kind of where I, I know I fall short because sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, what if they don't want, want to open up? What if they, what if I'm pushing too hard? Now I don't care. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will try and try and try until someone says, leave me alone. Um, but I think getting to that point, I, I experienced myself, people trying to barge and then kind of stopping mm-hmm. because... You know, I think their intention off. is to be respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I understand that completely and I'm sure mm. I've, I've done that multiple times. But I but I think, think I, I feel like we're just we're called for more for each other. Yes. You know, Maria, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, a few years ago um, I had heard through the grapevine that uh, a dear friend of mine was struggling with something and I thought, do I approach her about it? Do I keep quiet? Is it going to be rude if I interfere? I know that she's carrying this load on her own. Does she want me around? And then I just, I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I mustered up the courage. I got in the car, messaged her. I said, I'm coming over. And the whole way there, have I made a mistake? Does she really want me around? Is this the right time? I said, God, you know what? This is in your hands. I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, just as I did that, I, was t- I turned on the radio, it was 103.2, and it was that verse from Galatians. It was the first words that were uttered as soon as that radio was turned on, bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the will of Christ. And I'm like, there's my answer. <laughs> and when I, it, it, it forced me to be uncomfortable. And I feel, and I remember the words from Abunia'ub, that when you are forcing yourself to be uncomfortable, that's when big things happen, great things happen, and that's when lives can be changed. And I went back to that verse, and I'm uh, I, I'm glad I forced myself upon this person because I felt that the burden was great, and I felt that despite the hesitation, um, it, eventually those walls fell, Mm-hmm. And this person could be open and raw and honest, and then I basically couldn't stop <laughs> the outpouring of all this stuff that that she was going through. And I went back to that verse many times, and so fulfilled the law of Christ. So what I got from that was, 
if I am not taking that responsibility of bearing the load of others, mm -hmm. I am not fulfilling Christ's law. And mm -hmm. that was huge for me because mm -hmm. I thought, gosh, but isn't it rude? Isn't it disrespectful? And then I thought, you know what, it's exactly like you said, Maria. I wish there were some times when people came and said, something's not right. I'm here to help you. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but mm -hmm. I'll get you through this by God's grace. And I wish and I, and I pray that I can be that <laughs> larger, <laughs> as we want to put it, yeah, yeah. Um, to more and more women who really need it. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, on that, like the law, you know, we've, we've got two commandments, <laughs> like love your God, love your neighbour, love your God, love your neighbour. Like what if I'm, love is laying down our lives for our neighbour, love is laying down our lives for others uncomfort or discomfort or this this I, I don't know this being open being vulnerable and asking the hard questions that's love like what would you do with your family um I, I just it's hard and it takes you know a long time to get to the point where we want to be and that's why we've got this life um but I think that that in my mind, I feel like that needs to be our goal for the community. Is is my community just serving all my superficial needs, my worldly needs, my you know physical needs, or and, and how am I serving my community, or are we serving each other's hearts? Are we carrying each other's burdens? Are we allowing each other to you know find God in our struggles and in our pain are we directing each other to the one who can solve everything like what are we doing in our friendships um and just on a practical note um i found as, as it, things can be as simple as um a, a regular text or phone call to an in, a, a, another um mum that you know may be having a, um you know a, a few things that, that she's dealing with and, and a lot of prayer behind those texts. I know it sounds silly, but um, a lot of prayer. And, um, again, going back to things that Bunya Ulb said, so um, he mentioned once, if that person's name comes into your mind, message them. It's divine. It's the Holy Spirit. And I can think of two incidents in the last week where um, I messaged someone. It was quiet in the morning. I thought I'll just send him a quick text. Thank you so much. You don't know how much I needed to hear that today. I've just it's been so hard for me or I've been so sick and I'm so thankful that you've checked in I need your help um you know with with a bit of shopping I'm like you know something so simple and practical that can really change a person's day literally before you said that Yoli that was the first thing I was thinking I'm like the number of times that like completely like it feels completely random to me um and I have, like, through with time and experience learnt to act on it because I agree with you. I, I hadn't actually heard a bunny out say that before, but, like, I, literally as you were saying it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what I was thinking because God and the Holy Spirit, like, they put those things on your heart. And I agree, like, sometimes it might even be, I think a lot of the time I feel really hesitant and I'm like, oh, I haven't spoken to them in ages as if they're going to want to hear from me or, like, what am I going to achieve by texting them? Surely they're just going to like, you know, fob me off and say, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. But the number of times where that 
it has come out of really out of the blue and then the the list of things that follows you know that that's God saying yep this person needs you they need that support um and I think he gives them the courage and the ability to then disclose that to you um and then you the capacity to support them through it um you know, and I think sometimes it really is just asking that question with sincerity. I think people know, people know when you're asking, how are you? They can tell, like, they can tell you, are you asking for a quick, like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Or are they, are you asking because you genuinely love and care for them? You genuinely want to support them. Um, But if we don't ask, we're not going to know. And if we don't reach out, then, you know, things will get missed and people will feel like they're alone and they're having to manage on their own. So I think that's, um, I agree with you a hundred percent there, Yoli. Like I've, I've learned that lesson multiple times in my life now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think although technology has taken away a lot from us, I think it, it also serves a really important, um, uh, service in, in, being able to reach people that maybe we're not in close proximity to. Mm-hmm. And so although we don't just knock on our neighbour's door anymore or, like, chill at our neighbour's house until our parents come home, <laughs> like, although we don't do all that anymore, I think we've now got a means by which we can communicate with mm-hmm. other mums across the world um, if needed. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we're really not harvesting. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not using that to its full potential um instead i'm in this bubble where i don't like my neighbors and i don't use my phone (laughs) (laughs) it's a terrible little bubble um yeah i think we just need to like you said yoli just just send the text or make the call like just put Mm -hmm. yourself out there what's the worst that can happen they're gonna say i'm fine i don't need you so be it um Mm -hmm. and i mean Whatever the worst case scenario is that we're thinking, really, I it's it's not going to even compare to the good that can come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I just wanted to ask uh, another question. So we've got community. We're very blessed in our church community. We've got people around us all the time. Um, and we might have... A few, uh, you know, a few people that we are in relationships with, maybe we serve um, and we feel like we can offer them a bit of ourselves. What about our inner circles? Um, firstly, what do you guys think of inner circles? And secondly, what differentiates the inner circle with the outer circle, um, the wider community? And, you know, what sort of things are a bit, uh, are different, I guess. I was going to ask you, what do you mean by inner circles? <laughs> Obviously, I'm not the right person to answer that. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, the, the you know, I don't want to say five friends because that limits it, but, you know, the, the closest people you have, mm-hmm. um, be it family, be it friends, what do you define as closest? What what makes them different to everyone else and then how can we then 
what can we look for in friends to decide who our inner circle is going to be? I don't know if um, if it is easy to define. I think it evolves um, over the years. Um, I, I do find that there are a core two or three that I would, I guess, classify as my inner circle, and I don't think I've ever given it that title. I think I've just... I've got my core who the words don't even need to be said sometimes and they're at the door with the shopping <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or um, uh, I've just find myself being in their presence, starting conversation and then breaking down. <laughs> um, and I think that there are certain people that God places in your life that have connected with you on on such a different level, have experienced things with you in such a different way that they, the the intimacy is so strong, like you don't, the words aren't even necessary sometimes. Um, uh, You you tend to, by default, spend more time with them. Um, Your children tend to spend more time with their children. Um, And then over the years, I guess, those whose priorities have shifted or those whose ideologies have changed a little bit by default by nature tend to sort of um, move move further out there I say and those who you realize yes that's what I think and and that's those are the core values that I believe and those those are the Christian principles that I'm trying to establish I want to be with you I want to spend time with you and um, it's an evolution but I, I do find you know I could comfortably say over the last 10 years that the circle has sort of gotten tighter and stronger and um, I'm so heavily dependent and reliant on these certain women that they are my default over um, over even members of my family mm-hmm. um, who are going through difficulties or who have supported me through difficulties and who just know how to just be who you need them to be without you explicitly asking anything mm-hmm. of them. I agree, Yoli. For me, like I know everyone's experience is different, but for me I feel very much the same. It is kind of by it's not really been an active thing. It's very much been finding that your your intentions and your purposes and your your desires and your goals just align and naturally that's you're right like for me it was the same naturally that's what happened is they're the people that you start to rely on more and more and they're the people you know that you call when you're like oh this is this you never believe what's happened or you know um when you need someone to pray for you or you need that that emotional support I think they're the the same people that I think of every single time they're the people that I need to tell that I feel like if I or or when something good happens like until I tell them that's not like Mm -hmm. it's not real it's not solidified Mm -hmm. yet um and I think it is it's just that you find your you're drawn to those people um Mm -hmm. and part of me thinks that I like to believe that God puts those people in your life because he knows more than you do what you need and he'll allow for circumstances and situations and for for things to draw you closer um, together. Mm. But 
you know, in answer to your question, Marit, like how big should it be? Like, I don't know. I don't think that you can define Mm -hmm. that, to be honest. I think maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. because for me, it's not such a, it it hadn't been such a conscious thing. I feel like Mm -hmm. it is hard for me to define that because it's just, it's just like, it it just happens kind of, which Mm. It's not a very satisfactory answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I definitely agree. And I think that, you know, reiterates the importance of prayer in all of this mm-hmm. and how we actually need to pray for God to put these members, these mm-hmm. people in, in front of us. He needs to, you know, almost force the circle on us if we're not mm-hmm. sure how to initiate Um and ask for his guidance and ask him to place certain people in our lives as he sees fit uh, at the time he sees fit. Um, and, you know, some people you end up running to other people who you know have gone through that specific struggle too and they may not necessarily be part of that, you know, inner circle but it's someone that God's placed for you at that time. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it really comes back to in in my opinion coming back to praying for this because this is an important thing that we are called to participate in while we walk this earth we are called Mm. to be in fellowship with one another and we are called to love our neighbors as ourselves to lay down our lives for others to carry Mm. one another's burdens this is what we have been instructed to do and i need to take that seriously and if i'm taking it seriously then it goes at the foot of the cross, it goes mm-hmm. in front of God um, yeah. and he needs to help me figure this out. Just like everything else that I place importance on, I really need to recognise the importance of this um, mm. and place it in front of him and in his hands uh, mm. to guide us. And he does, Marit. Mm. I, I can genuinely say, and I've, I've experienced this, this on so many occasions where I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know who I need to be for person X, Y, and Z. I don't know who needs me right now. Mm. God, you send me those people. You put those names in my heart. You put those circumstances in front of me. And I can, particularly this Lent where I felt like I'm so overwhelmed and so burdened by just so much. I'm like, how on earth am I going to serve these women and do what I need to do? God, this is yours. You send these women to me. You send me these messages and I will serve as I need to serve and it is him (laughs) that supplies and gives you the energy and gives you the wisdom to continue to support the rest of his children who 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 need who need that fellowship just as much as we crave it ourselves and the opposite is true where women have like I said I um recently COVID lockdown son got COVID had to homeschool the girls had to teach online it was, I was nearly at my end and I thought, how on earth? And um, there was a, you know, a knock on the door, eight o'clock that morning, very dear friend with <laughs> shopping, with toys, with sachets of <laughs> Nescafe, whatever it is, um, who just mm. raised me up and I thought, this is what I needed and this is, this has gotten me through this, this community, this fellowship, this love, this support. Um, and God help me to be that person for others. And he will time and time again. Mm-hmm. It is this very simple prayer, use me in whatever capacity is necessary. And you will be overwhelmed, humbled by, 
the jobs <laughs> that he, mm. he will put in your path. Because, mm. the, yeah, the harvest really is great. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So. Um, I guess just uh, to kind of bring this to a bit of a close, uh, are there any resources um, that you guys would recommend people can uh, read or listen to after, you know, coming away from this discussion? Um, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would call it a resource, but we do have um, the, uh, a mother's meeting that joins every Tuesday morning. Um where we do come together in fellowship and spend time and have the opportunities to be raw and honest. And I found that that was um, really valuable to me. You mentioned earlier, Maria, the importance of turning up. Mm. And this is something that I've chosen to turn up to and has really sort of um, created those necessary friendships, I guess, in fellowships. And it may not necessarily be that specific one, but finding a group and turning up week after week even when you don't want to, even when it's raining, even when you're tired, turning up. Um, and um, and using that as a time to, to sort of grow and, and spend time in fellowship with other women, I think is, uh, for me, has been an invaluable resource. Hmm. So that meeting's at uh, St Mark's and it meets, um, they meet after the Mass. So the Mass, uh, I want to say 10.30, roughly yeah. meeting time if you miss the mass um and kids are welcome so mm. kids are encouraged <laughs> kids are encouraged um, so don't let that stop you um, <laughs> they take them away from you for an hour if that helps. <laughs> and they can even go and buy you a coffee the babysitters so there's lots Amazing. on offer five-star service incredible it's just what us mums need <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, Marina, do you think, uh, do you have any resources or anything that others can tap into? Um, not hugely. I think, I think it sounds so cheesy, but like the best resources really are the people around you. Like, I think if mm. there's something that mm. you're struggling with, if there is like, if you are struggling to maintain a sense of community, if you're struggling to, um, find people that you're, connecting with or you're feeling lonely I actually think it's important that everybody has some well there there is always somebody in your life somewhere might not be someone that you realize who will hear you when you say that who will hear you when you say I'm struggling to connect I'm not feeling supported I'm feeling like I'm navigating this alone um and so I think I've always been surprised when I've like shared something with people and said, you know, this is something I'm really struggling with only for them to turn around and say, Oh my gosh, I went through that too. Um, and then they become like a guiding light for me in, in that area. So I don't really have anything like concrete, like I don't have a book to read or um, like a sermon to listen to, but I do think that reach out to somebody anybody even if it's not someone that you would normally talk to um even if it's mm. like you know even even if it's someone that you you know you see them every week but you don't really see and having an in-depth conversation like start mm. start that conversation because it only takes one person to then 
you know, bring you into their community and to draw you into their community. And then all of a sudden you've got this like instant mm. community of people. And I think that's the thing that I've yeah. kind of learnt, um, learnt mm. over the years. Um, mm. Yeah. 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 And it takes, you know, coming back to that honesty and that, um, you know, I call it vulnerability, but it's, it's really what, it's just being real. Um, mm-hmm. just that bringing that realness into our relationships and, and seeing how God can bless that. Um, mm-hmm. But that book that I'm reading, Find Your People by Jenny Allen, is really good, lots of hard truths in there and makes you really think about how much effort you're putting into this community that mm-hmm. you so badly want. Um, a lot of the things she talks about are really hard to do uh, mm-hmm. so I've, I've kind of just put it in the too hard basket and <laughs> every chapter I pick one or two things, but it makes mm-hmm. you really question how much um, time and energy we actually and how much prayer we devote mm-hmm. to our community and our, you know, need for it. Um, and then we mentioned Father Anthony Messier. He's got some great sermons um, you can find on Upper Room Media um, mm-hmm. all about community. Um, there's a couple of series, there's one called Family Matters, uh, another one called Building mm-hmm. Community, um, and a, a third that I found called More Than a Building, um, and there are lots more, lots more gems there. Um, so obviously this is something of importance mm-hmm. um, if it's been spoken about so much. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's there's heaps of stuff out there, but um, I do I really like the point, Marina, that you made that, you know, we can really find everything we need and everyone around us Mm. and if we really lay that in front of God and put everything in his hands he will send us the people that we need for Mm. our particular seasons Mm -hmm. so I I found this really great series um recently also on Upper Room Media from um Father Anthony called Relationship Hats and I thought that was a really nice um like what I've enjoyed about it has just been you know Mm understanding what to do when things go wrong like when you feel like there are issues when there's conflict in your relationships in your community like how do you go about fixing that what can you do as an individual because I think sometimes we kind of just um you know throw our hands up and say oh this is all just too hard Um, I'm not going to talk to so and so I'm just going to withdraw myself but what was really nice about this was just kind of learning to navigate that and understanding that anything can be fixed or or healed if we take the right um, the right steps. So even if things are hard, um, because community is not always going to be perfect and it's not always going to be easy, but there are always things that are in our power to do to um, maintain that. Um, so look, I feel uh, for me. This whole conversation has been quite eye-opening, to be mm. honest. Yeah. Um, and it's been nice to kind of get your perspective, Yoli, on um, a lot of this because I, I really like the thought of bringing, like, intention and consciousness into our relationships and really understanding that community is not about me at all. It actually has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the people around me um, and their needs and their wants and their desires and you know if we um if we are each looking out for the other person then everyone will have their desires and their needs and their wants met um Mm. so 
Thank you so much, Yoli. Thank you. Yeah, for thanks, me. Yoli. Good blessing. Thank you. We look forward to like the rest of this um, series as well. I think we're going to have more conversations, you know, mm. um, about our our partnerships, our relationships mm-hmm. and partnerships, um, and you know, and also finding finding um, love again after after having kids. What does that look like? And so stay tuned with us. Um, like Marit said last week, we are not going to, there's not exactly a set schedule, but we're doing our best to make mm. sure that we keep um, we keep the flow going and that we keep um, having these discussions because they're so, so important. Um, don't forget that you can always reach out to us on Instagram at the underscore mami, M-A-M-I, underscore village um or over on our facebook page um and we're always more than happy to hear from you and um, especially coming into the next two um mm. two episodes i guess like what we really want to know is you know what are some things that um you're struggling with or some questions that you have where are area, what are areas in relationship in your relationship after kids that you found particularly um particularly hard Mm. or what things about finding love after having kids have you guys found hard um because that'll hopefully give us you know we can actually talk about things that matter Mm. to you um yeah so please send the questions through yeah um and yeah like marina said we can direct it a bit more so shoot the questions through on either instagram or facebook or if you know us directly please don't shy away from messaging Mm. us or calling us um in person or if you see us in the street like a stalker, stop us if you mm-hmm. want. That's totally fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, please send through any questions or things that you actually want to hear. And if, you know, outside of this series, if you have any topics, we've actually received a few um, and hopefully we'll be scheduling them in as well um, and answering all those questions for you guys through, you know, incredible uh, guests as well. So thank you again, Yoli, for joining us. Um, and we hope that you guys have enjoyed this um, this chat as well and that there's something that you can take home from there. Um, and until next time, um, we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day, week, wherever you are. <laughs> and then yeah. we will talk soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.